0: Welcome to The New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal, to provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to The New Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today. Um, it is a, it's a weird day where I am. The weather is just bizarre. Uh, you guys know I record these outside. It's a weird one. It's like thunderstorms and then sunny and then thunderstorms and just one of those days. Um, anyway, so if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's uh, probably the thunder. Or some really intense rain, but um. But anyway, I wanted to just give a bit of a shout out to uh, a bunch of you guys who have been writing me in. Honestly, I love hearing from you, and it just means the world to me. Um, you know, when you start out, and yeah, well, when you start out with podcasting, you, it's a bit of a weird thing because you know your audience is small, and you're not getting a lot of feedback. And I've done lots of speaking over the years, like. Uh, with a live crowd, a live audience and and you get real-time feedback. You you see their responses, you can read their faces. You got a bit of a just a sense of what's going on in the room. is not like that at all. It's kind of bizarre. And um so it just it, it means the world to me and and probably to all the podcasters that you listen to uh when you do write them, when you give feedback and um You know, somebody had written me in with just some really practical feedback, like, "Hey, the the frequencies, the low end frequencies, were coming through my sub. It was kind of a weird listening experience. Um, Here's how you can fix that." And uh, I had one guy write me in and uh, just said, like, he found the podcast and he's binge watched or binge listened from the beginning. And, um, which always impresses me because I've never been like that. I'm a huge podcast junkie, but even the podcasts I really love, I, I rarely will actually just listen through from the beginning. Um, sometimes I'll go back and like, I'll scroll through and see if I can find out their, their episodes I missed that maybe are the most interesting. But, uh, so kudos to you, um, to, to you who are, who are like that. And, um, uh, yeah just it 's fun it 's really fun uh, hearing from you guys so thanks for your messages and your comments. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get into today 's episode is I just recorded an incredible interview with Garrett Johnson of Fight the New Drug. He is uh, an amazing guy, very well resourced and um, he 's not formally educated on you know addiction and addiction recovery and stuff Fight the new drug is much more about raising awareness, but he interviews celebrities, you know, people like Terry Crews and Lamar Odom and Adam LaRoche and, um, and like very high level clinical experts in this area. And it just, it shows, you know, he, he presents himself so well, his insights are profound and even just the vernacular. And, uh, I would say the way he frames a lot of things, you can tell he's, he's well-educated. Um, and you'll, you'll see what I mean in the interview. So that's going to drop on Monday. And I highly encourage you to listen to it. I think you're going to be so blessed by it. There's just so much to glean from him. And what's also really cool is that he doesn't just have his own, um, sorry, he doesn't just work for fight the new drug. He actually has his own recovery story. So anyway, I'm like giving, giving my introduction for the the episode already. And, uh, I don't want to get too much into that, but it was a, it was such a great interview and I'm excited about it. As I'm sure you can tell anyway, uh, today I wanted to talk about, um, A subject that I I actually posted about on social media on my Instagram and Facebook pages uh, within the last week. And um, it was actually an excerpt from a blog I wrote, uh, which was also part of um, anyways, the subject has just shown up in a bunch of different areas. So we talk about this in my weekly newsletter, it's on the blog, it's on social media, and now I want it to be on my podcast. And anytime that uh, subjects appear in these different places, Uh, on our forums, it's because they are really important. And it's not just that they're important as in, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people ask about them, which is true of this subject. uh, But it's also because uh, they are maybe uh, essential or fundamental things that you really do need to know if you want to handle recovery well. And what we're looking at today is called the binge purge cycle and this is a classic addiction term uh, you see it all across the board uh, alcoholism drug abuse uh, you know gambling um, whatever it might be it's it's a very I don't know. It's kind of like this innate human response to compulsive behavior. And we're going to just get into sort of the nuts and bolts of it, what it looks like in a porn recovery context, and some of the common pitfalls that honestly, I fell into for years. I, I was in this binge perch cycle for years, and I didn't even realize it. But when I was able to kind of identify, wait a minute, like I I'm telling myself that this is different this time, but then Really, this is actually the exact same cycle I've been in. It, it was very helpful. Um, so, so there's something about um, getting informed on the on the cycle and the subject, but then being able to sort of identify where it might be at play in your own life. That's very revealing and really helpful. Uh, and sometimes it's a bit painful. But ultimately, it is so useful because it empowers you to make some adjustments and to break out of the cyclical patterns of behavior that you might be trying to get rid of so that 's the plan today and i 'm going to try to do this in probably ten to twelve minutes max so let 's see how I do with that um, for starters let 's just define what the binge purge cycle is. okay um, You can probably put put it together uh, binging is the intense consumption or engagement. Uh, Sorry, let me say that again. Binging is the intense consumption of something or engagement with something. Uh, Binging is is to do it in excess. It, It is not just watching an episode or two of Netflix. It is watching several of them, six of them, seven of them, um, it is not just uh, watching porn once, it is watching porn several times. Uh, it It is not just, you know, it's, you get the idea. It, it's not just that you're dabbling in something, um, but there's an excessive component to it. And you know, when you're binging, nobody binges and afterwards goes, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe it. Somewhere along the way, when we are binging and engage in that kind of behavior, we're very aware of what we're doing. Now, it's not that we have this deep introspective dialogue with ourselves or well, I guess that's a monologue. But you know what I mean? This conversation with ourselves uh, about what we're doing. It's just Netflix gives you the little pop up like, hey, you've watched a lot of episodes here. Like, are you sure you want to keep watching? And you have that brief thought of like, ah, I'm, I know I really shouldn't. But yeah, what the heck? I'm on a roll here. And you hit yes. So that's what I mean when I say at some point in a binging experience the brain will signal like hey are you sure you want to keep doing this? Uh it happens when you're binge you're binging pornography. Uh it could be just binging um yeah, like Netflix as an example, a podcast even. Uh, it it doesn't really matter like our brain will send the signal and we always have an option. Now usually uh you know if you're in kind of that cyclical pattern, it's hard to pay attention to the warning sign your brain might be giving you. Um, Usually, if we're kind of caught up in it, we're going to keep going and we blow past the signal. But uh, we'll get more into that and maybe how to uh, change the trajectory even in those moments a little bit later on. But for now, just understand that binging is that excess consumption or engagement with something could be an activity, could be a substance, it uh, could even be a person, it uh, just depends on what it is. Purging is the opposite. Purging is, oh, I've made a terrible mistake, this was bad, get this out of my environment, out of my system. It, it, is, it is trying to cleanse yourself of anything that has to do with the activity or the substance that you binged. So the, the classic example with porn recovery is you binge watch porn, okay? You go like a couple days or a couple weeks without a slip and it just feels so great. You're on a roll. You have a bad day. Somebody says something it sets you off. One thing leads to another and you relapse and you think to yourself, well, to hell with it. I've already relapsed once. What's another time? And then another time. And then another time and you, you kind of are like, well, you know, I'm this, I'm this far down. What does it matter? You know, you kind of, the, the filters are off, the guards are down and, and you're just kind of, you're, you're in the deep, in the depths of a binge. What happens afterwards, at some point, it may not be immediately after, but at some point afterwards, it'll be the, I've made a terrible mistake. What have I done? that was so stupid. I feel awful. I'm never doing this again. And the purge begins. So you clear browser history. Uh, you delete contacts off your phone if you reached out to people you know you shouldn't have reached out to. Uh, you maybe you're like, you know what? This all started because of social media. I'm removing social media. It's this sort of like spring cleaning that happens every single time you, you relapse or you catch yourself in a binge now the the problem for Christian men, especially, is that the purge part of this cycle gets masked with spirituality. Now, the reason that is a problem is because it can actually prevent us from acknowledging when we are in a cyclical cyclical pattern. So let me give you a classic Sathea example uh, when when I was struggling. I would uh I would have my my binges. I I wouldn't say it was something I did all the time or regularly, but I certainly had my seasons of life where I binged and I binged real bad. And afterwards, after a slip, I would almost always go to a spiritual discipline. I would pray, I would fast, I would uh you know, I'd do a little repentance thing. I would read the Bible. I would put on worship music. I just, I had to do something to kind of cleanse myself from my terrible decision. Now, there's something very spiritual about that in a really good way, something that's actually spiritually enriching the, the confession of sins, uh, asking for forgiveness, repentance. We've done other episodes about that. And, and there's value to that. There's, there's honestly, there's great merit to those practices. But if it is a cyclical pattern, then whatever it is you're doing in those spiritual moments, quote unquote, after a binge, is not actually doing you a service. Okay, so if, if the same thing happens over and over again, then that practice is not actually serving you. It is simply medicating the pain response to your binge. So just let that sink in for a moment. So Sathia gets on his knees. This honestly, like I would, I would do everything, you know, everything you're supposed to do right. I would get on my knees and I would crack open the Bible and I would pray for forgiveness. And it was like, it was like mustering up this sort of counter, um, it was like a counteract to the intensity. Like I have this intensity of a binge. So I'm gonna be just as intense in my response here to show that like, I'm serious about this and this time it's different. This time it's different. That is sort of the MO of the binge purge cycle. This time it's different when nothing has changed. So you have to be really, really careful if part of the binge purge cycle in your life actually involves, you know, this kind of um, spiritual practices. You have to be really careful because again, they they are valuable, but you have to make sure that they are actually producing change of the heart. And that they are not simply things you're doing to medicate the pain of your mistake. And you'll know, you may not know right off the bat, you may say, you may hear that and go, Cynthia, I honestly can't tell. Like, I don't know which is which. Just start paying attention to it. Start start paying attention to your, your motives and the thoughts that are at play when you engage in those spiritual disciplines. And you'll know pretty quickly what's what. Now, um, of course, I can't just explain uh, a, a dynamic without obviously talking about it in Sorry, let me say that again. I can't just explain the dynamic to you. We have to talk a little bit about how to break this thing down. I don't, I don't want to leave you high and dry. So uh, just to summarize the binge purge cycle before we get into some practical things you can do to break it. The binge purge cycle is when you engage or consume something, content or substance in excess amounts that are unhealthy and ultimately destructive to your well-being. Purging is the response afterwards that that attempts to cleanse and to uh, rid yourself of any remnants of the binge. And if that happens once, okay, if let's say you were to binge once in your life, you purged and then you didn't ever binge again, that means that your purge was actually really healthy. It was the right response. But if you catch yourself binging again and falling into the same purge responses you are now in a cycle and this is a problem the binge purge cycle uh, will continue it sometimes gets stretched out over times it's not that it's it happens every day or every week or even every month it, it might just happen periodically but it is still a cycle nonetheless and what we want to do is we want to break it So number one, we want to always consider the preventative measures. Now, even if you are in a binge purge cycle right now, you might be thinking, Sathya, I don't need a preventative measure. I just need to get out. I need to get out of this. No, that's not true. That's a very survivalist uh, thought or it's a survivalist approach. And we try to avoid survivalist thinking at all costs in the addiction recovery process. So I, I understand like if you're in, if you're in it, I'm going to give you some practical tips. But for starters, we always start with prevention. So some things to consider. Number one, what causes a binge? Nobody just binges out of the blue. It, do, it doesn't happen um, without some sort of prompt. Usually it is a stress in, in our uh, circumstances. It's a change in our environment. Or it's, it's something that we are go- that's going on inside of us that we don't want to confront. And so we choose to binge or to engage in something. And it could just be YouTube videos. Like the, sometimes it happens so innocently or, or so um, seemingly harmlessly that we just think, oh, this is fine. But really, you're still binging on something. Now, the other thing I probably should have mentioned is that binging is really bad for the brain. Like it's it's the sequence of dopamine hits that makes binging a temptation in the first place. Um, and and what we wanna try to avoid is is medicating a difficult circumstances, changes to our environment or pain with dopamine. We We wanna try to avoid that as much as possible. Instead, we wanna confront those things head on and resolve them before we reach a place where we're vulnerable and we're making decisions we regret. Now, for that, you'll need to reference other podcast episodes where we talk about finding outlets, journaling, the importance of reaching out to other people. These are the kinds of things that are going to go a really long way in the recovery process and pardon me, uh, in the prevention process to avoid these binge purge cycles. So prevention first, always. And probably the best thing you can do is to have a go-to outlet, like a really healthy go-to outlet that that you will turn to in moments of desperation, vulnerability, pain, discomfort. So just have a go-to thing. So for me, honestly, I mean, it it changes depending on the season. Uh, It's been journaling for years and I still journal, but lately I would say it's been Getting out of my house, so either going for a walk and going for or going for a drive, and to be honest, that has in large part to do with covid uh, where i 've just been kind of stuck at home a lot more and kind of going stir crazy, and I just find that change of environment to be super helpful so outlets are super uh, uh, well yeah outlets are the ultimate you you want to start on the prevention side of things now the second thing is you want to start paying attention to when you are craving dopamine hits. When is your brain really pursuing dopamine hits? And the better that you get at identifying, wait a minute, I'm not just trying to watch a YouTube video here. I'm, I'm actually seeking like some comfort for this pain that's going on. The better you can tap into your own thinking, the better chance you have of nipping a binge in the bud. And that's really what we're going after here. That's what we want tr- to try to do every single time. Uh, ideally, we're preventing the binges. But if we get started, it's, it's that when Netflix gives the prompt, are you sure you want to keep watching? It's when our brain says, you don't need to keep doing this, that we actually take a deep breath and then we just ask ourselves, do I, do I actually want to keep doing this? Uh, and that's a little, uh, a little hack there. Breathing is huge. And if you, if you can start to train your brain to even just take a deep breath in those moments of awareness, I'm telling you, things will change dramatically. Breathing is one of the biggest, um, most useful exercises for regulating your brain and ultimately regulating your, your dopamine hits and, and kind of the desire you have for those hits. So, um, so definitely think about your breathing. Breathing. Now, the last thing is on the other side of it, and and it's the purge part. The purge part is critical because as we talk about here all the time, the fact that you slipped matters, but your response matters more. And similarly, the fact that you binged matters. Learn from it, pay attention to it, grow. But how you respond matters more. So what you wanna ask is, what is going to be the most healthy response for long-term change? A purge is a short-term response. It is thinking, how do I get rid of this now? But what you want to change the question to is, how do I, um, how do I prevent this in the future? How do I get rid of this forever? What are the things I need to do now to remove this permanently from my life? These are the questions you want to ask yourself. And what you'll find is that your response is very different because usually in a moment uh, post binge, all we think about is how do I get rid of this feeling and how do I get rid of any remnants, any of the trails? All of it is short term, but the longer you can put that off, the, the better that you are able to kind of resist the temptation for the short term solutions. And instead, just ask yourself, okay, what what do I need to change here so that this doesn't happen ever again? Instead of how do I get rid of this now? If you can change your questioning there, you're going to come up with much better answers. Now, it may not alleviate the, the pain in the moment or that feeling of guilt or shame or whatever it might be. And that's okay. You have to sit with that for a little bit. And it's better that you sit with it then that you try to medicate it as quickly as you can. So sit with it, it's okay. But in the meantime, devise a long-term strategy. And maybe the purge response, instead of repenting, maybe it's that you journal. Instead of getting on your knees and asking for prayer, maybe it's just asking God, what, what did I miss here? What can I do differently? You know, maybe it's just, it's not that you abandoned those practices altogether, but maybe you change them up. And instead of just doing them because you know they're the right thing to do or somebody told you to do them, you're doing them with some intent and, and, and you're kind of mixing them into your recovery process. So for me, the way I broke out of the binge purge cycle, it was very simple. I, um, I stopped praying. I did stop uh, reading my Bible right away. And instead I journaled. And I just asked God God what's it what was the mistake here? what can I do next time to avoid this from happening and we we teach that in fact i I will link back to the to the uh, episode where we teach journaling because if you can really master journaling I think it, it can save you from so much the binge purge cycle included now if you're kind of um maybe skeptical about journaling or it's just not your cup of tea, which, uh, to me is complete bogus, but that's okay. I'll I'll let it slide. Uh, I think everybody can journal, um, but I'll let it go. If you don't feel like journaling, um, I think the, the other thing you could probably do as quickly as possible after a binge purge cycle is talk to somebody about it. Now, both of these solutions are difficult. Okay. Both of, both of these solutions are difficult, um, yeah, they're difficult choices to make. And I wish, I wish that there was an easy thing to do after the binge purge cycle or even in the middle of a binge. Easy things that you could do that would just snap you out of it. But it does require the presence of mind and a little bit of a force to make the right decision. But it's worth it every time. Now, let me leave you with this. Anytime that, that we encourage people to kind of muster up a little bit of strength, a little bit of courage to do something difficult, We always use it as the opportunity to remind them. And let me just remind you now that you must have a clear why. You must have a clear vision and a clear why for getting free of pornography. You cannot just have this as something that you need to check off your list, uh, something to, uh, to feel better about yourself or it's the right thing to do. You need to have something that is custom tailored to you and to your situation that is going to fuel you to make those tough decisions in the midst of a binge purge cycle. You have to find something that anchors you, that motivates you enough that in those hard moments, on those hard days, you're choosing the right right thing, even, even if it's difficult, even if it's sacrificial, even if it costs you something in the moment. So I want to encourage you. I know this is a super comprehensive response, but um, that's the honest truth about the binge purge cycle. It's not something you just break out of instantaneously. But hopefully if you understand it now a little bit better, you can identify it in your own life and you can make some course corrections along the way to break out of that cycle for good. And I just want to remind you one last thing here. It worked for me. I broke out of it and I'm not anybody special. There's there's nothing extraordinary about who I am or what I did. I really just learned some of the fundamental principles and I applied them and I decided I was willing to pay the price in the moment. I was willing to make some sacrifices, willing to do some hard make some hard decisions if it meant that I could get married one day and not bring porn into it and if it meant that I could raise kids one day who never engage in pornography. And that's what this is all about for me. So, thanks for listening. I hope this helped you and I hope this gives you some guidance on how you can break out of the binge purge cycle yourself. If you want to learn more and you want more tips like this, I highly encourage you to sign up for our mailing list. We send out a weekly report. It's called the New Man Report and we give you cutting edge content on how to recover and how to further your freedom. Lastly, uh, one more thing, uh, which is to stay tuned for my interview with Garrett Johnson of Fight the New Drug on Monday. I think you're going to love it. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at sathiamesam. Thanks again and see you next time.